Democrats will often tell you their party is a big tent, inclusive for women and minorities. But pro-life women were denied a prominent role at the recent DNC convention. The media often portrays them and conservative women as outliers, out-of-touch, stay-at-home Barbies, simpletons with old-school ideas. But the truth is the influence of conservative women is growing in American business and politics. Well, joining us is one of them, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, is author of the new book, The Mind of a Conservative Woman, Seeking the Best for Family and Country. Senator, it's a pleasure to have you with us. So we saw a lot of conservative women speak at the Republican convention. It seems that things are changing in the party. Many more uh, conservative candidates running for office this year. What's happening? What women are seeing is they have a home in the conservative movement. And I really think just as God has used non-traditional people to save his nation, go back and look at the Old Testament, Deborah, Esther, and so many others, that what he does is to open doors of opportunity for conservative women. And I really think conservative women are finding their voice and in their desire to make this nation a better place for everyone, including their children and their husbands and their brothers, everyone, that what they are saying is, you know, I may not be a, a political person. I may not be a Democrat or a Republican, but what I am, I am a citizen who cares deeply about my country, about our freedoms, and I'm willing to begin to speak up. What don't those on the left understand about conservative women? You know, on the left, they get their set of talking points and they stick to them. And you can hear it from newscaster after newscaster. You can see it when they all show up wearing the same color to some event and they repeat the same words over and over and over. But on the conservative side of the aisle, you will see people focus on the individual you will see them focus on principles. So there is a different messaging that is there. And you also talk about the values that you learned from your family and growing up in Laurel. And you write about your time at Mississippi State University, openly debating issues, disagreeing with some. Uh, you still remain civil and friends with people there. How is it that colleges and universities today have gotten away from that? Also in our society as a whole, we've gotten away from it. How has that happened? You know, it is just such a fascinating thing to see because one of the lessons we know from our history is that our nation and our freedoms have been preserved because we protect free speech. We believe in robust, respectful political debate. And of course, in college, I learned how to begin to hone those. I had good friends on the other side of the political spectrum from me. And we would have these glorious debates. Even today, I have good friends who are independents and Democrats. And Gary, I will tell you, one of the things I do regularly, because I appreciate robust political debate, I will ask them about an issue and we'll talk about it. And I will say, tell me what you heard from that. Because one thing we forget 
is that it is not always what you say. It is what other people hear. I always thought Hubert Humphrey was known as the happy warrior, but you say in your book that's how you view yourself in the Senate. You have five words that are your mission, faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. And I think many of our viewers would say one reason we're seeing all of this shaking in our society is because many young people, especially those of color, feel hopeless. But faith is one of your five. How important is our Judeo-Christian faith and heritage to what we believe as Americans and to our country's future? How important is it? It is fundamental to what we believe. And of course, I was so blessed to grow up in a Christian home that believed in service to our church and to our community. I walk us back the growth of conservatism. I go back to Jerusalem and the 12 tribes and look at how our principles for the Judeo-Christian ethic, for our federalism principles, how we stand on that. And then we move on to Athens and to London and to Philadelphia and to Washington, D.C., following that pathway that Russell Kirk laid out for us as you look at those five cities and the impact that they have on modern conservatism. I also go back into Burke and some of those writings and William F. Buckley and look at how that helped shape our, our founding and our principles and our underpinnings and where we come from in the conservative movement. Okay, Senator Marsha Blackburn, your new book is The Mind of a Conservative Woman seeking the best for family and country. Thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you.